0: There is a podcast for everyone out there, but from the viewpoint of the male executive assistant, not so much. So here we go. Hello ladies and hello gentlemen, welcome. I'm your host, Jonathan Brickwood, and I've been an assistant for more than 20 years. Being a man in what is decidedly a role filled by women has put me in some insightful, some hilarious, and certainly some very unique situations. During this podcast, I plan to share many of those experiences, as well as some of the tips and tricks and the do's and the don'ts that I've learned over the years, which is my way to bring a new perspective on an old profession. Whether you are a receptionist, a secretary, an executive assistant, somewhere above, below, or in between, retired, starting out, or mid-career, I hope that you find some enjoyment and something interesting from my ramblings. So please join me, ladies, and of course, the gentlemen, as I bring you into my world, the world of the male admin, on my podcast, Hello Ladies, Perspectives from a Male Admin. Welcome back. I'm Jonathan Brickwood, and this is the 19th episode of the podcast, Hello Ladies, Perspectives from a Male Admin. We're now fully into December, and that means a myriad of office Christmas functions, personal Christmas functions, and volunteer Christmas functions. Not to mention cards, gifts, and Mariah Carey's elegant Christmas ballad, a favorite of a former boss of mine, who would blast it from his office come the start of November right through to Christmas. This time of year also means that everyone is starting to scramble to close out the year-end projects and grab time with others before they all disappear for the holidays. One benefit of working from home certainly is that many can already start to travel to their families and other work and other destinations and continue to work from home. While that's not possible for all, it certainly benefits those who can do it. In today's episode, I'm going to look at two different office Christmas parties, one that I was hamstrung in organizing, and the other where I was just an attendee. The contrast between the two is significant, and they are spread out over a span of 20 years. I did get my special video done last week, and it's posted to my personal TikTok account and reposted to my podcast TikTok account. I've also put it up on the YouTube page. So please have a look, and I hope you enjoy. Given that this is the second to last episode for the year, I'll be keeping it somewhat short. And now I bring you into my world the world of the mail admin. i begin the first of the two office Christmas parties with the very first one that I ever attended. I was 20, I'd been working at the company for only a couple of months, and the company had bought out a lounge space that was connected to a sports stadium. To set the scene, the planning for the event began in the summer. The planning committee was about a dozen people, and the party was for the entire company of around 4,000, each of whom could also bring a plus one So they had planned the venue to accommodate 8,000 people. There were decorations everywhere, mainly Christmas trees and festive garlands. They also had live music. The bar was free, always dangerous in my experience at office functions, and there was food at every table. There was an oyster bar, a chocolate fountain, a champagne tower, crudités wherever you turned, and little things on sticks every other way you turned. You pretty much could not take a step without finding yourself in front of a table of different foods. The free bar was busy, of course, and there were three of them spread out along the venue. Each bar had everything you could want, from domestic beer and imported, to spirits, shots, and even the non-alcoholic, much to my relief. The whole venue was filled with everyone from the company, be they the management team to the mailroom worker, and their significant others, or just their general plus ones. It was a cocktail reception type of do, and so everyone was wandering and mingling around. I kept my mingling to a minimum. I was nervous and still shy, not knowing many at the company. However, I found myself, purely by accident, talking with a lovely older woman. Unbeknownst to me, at that point, she was, in fact, the CEO's wife. Being shy and nervous worked to my advantage in this case, since I had just started to chat with her as she was getting a plate of crudite. I helped her with it and walked her over to a chair by a table. She was not then in the best of health, and I just went into compassionate mode and didn't think anything of the fact that I was getting some very unusual stares. As she and I talked, it clicked into me who she was. And when the CEO came over, whom I had happened to know um, just by chance earlier that month, she introduced me to him again. It was one of those moments that had one tried to make it happen, it would have failed spectacularly. But for me, it was just a happenstance moment that worked beneficially. The fact that everyone around me was trying to ingratiate themselves with her and in turn with the CEO, and I was there doing it without trying, likely caused some ire among all of the attendees there. I had not intended to spend the evening with the CEO's wife, but somehow we hit it off, and as other people did come over to say hello and talk to her and the CEO and give their greetings to her and him, I found myself lingering off to the side and helping them both. I would replenish her drink and his drink and get them both some food. I also found myself being asked to do things for the CEO. I didn't try to climb the greasy pole that night, but I just sort of fell into what was comfortable for me, supporting. I helped them out so that they could be sociable with everyone else. Effectively, I became Emily and Andy standing behind Miranda Priestly from Devil Wears Prada, although the pair of them were significantly more friendly to me than Miranda was to them. When I eventually decided to make my departures, she did give me a hug. I would see her again only twice more as she passed away about two years later from complications of the illness that she had. And unfortunately, I no longer remember what that illness was that she had. The CEO, to his credit, sent me a handwritten note a couple of weeks later thanking me for being so helpful to her. I would like to say that I still have that note, but if I do, I don't know where it is. To cap off that evening, when everyone left, we were given a loot bag with a couple of gifts. It included a water bottle branded with the company, a gift card, value long since forgotten, and some other company swag. Overall, the party would likely have cost the company probably around a $100,000, and for that I'm likely underestimating. Parties like this are not done anymore, with fiscal responsibility, transparency, and auditors looking over the financials at every step. Doing this kind of an event is no longer something which most companies find feasible or appropriate. That said, I'd like to see some companies do this type of thing again. For all the talk of morale boosting and event planning, and finding things that the staff can enjoy, having a party like that, where everyone can just come and relax, would likely go a long way. In contrast to that first Christmas party from over 20 years ago, last year the Christmas party I planned was very subdued and budget restrained and just for the department that I was in at the time. It was a department around 25 people and it wasn't going to be dinner, it was going to be lunch during office hours. Uh, There wasn't going to be any alcohol, and my boss challenged me, I put that in inverted quotes, to keep the budget to $400. So $400 for under 30 people, between 25 and 30 people. Now, anyone who has planned any events like this knows that $400 probably won't even include the room. I, however, was able to quote it out at $800. This is important, as I'll get to momentarily. I selected a venue close to the office, and as my executive was a member of that venue, there was no cost to use the room, as long as there was a minimum of $300 spend on food. I selected food from the catering menu, something that would be cost-conscious and also be filling and suitable for a group as moderately sized as we were. A hot lunch was out of the question, I was told. It was going to have to be sandwiches and salad. And to keep it simple... So I selected four different types of sandwiches, two different types of salads, a green salad and a pasta salad. I selected coffee, tea, juice and some sparkling waters. I selected four different platters of dessert squares and I made sure that there would be at least two sandwiches for everyone and enough desserts that there wouldn't be many left but that everyone could have a choice and possibly two or three. All this came to around $800. My boss was not happy. She wanted me to halve it and get it down to four hundred dollars. I explained why I'd made the selections, but she wasn't having any of it, and she wanted me to get it down to four hundred dollars. So I did. I knocked off the pasta salad. I took it down to only two types of sandwiches a meat and a veg. I took away the sparkling water and just jugs of still water now remaining. I took away the coffee and tea from the start, and it would only come out with the desserts. And the desserts I knocked down to one platter of a selection of squares, enough for one per person. I came in at around $410. She was certainly more happy. The day of the lunch arrived, and I got there early, as I always do, to check on the venue setup and to check the food and introduce myself to the catering manager and everything like that. When they brought out the initial food, I was disappointed. For around 30 people, the food looked like it was from the dregs of the kitchen. When my boss arrived, she was still happy because we were keeping it at $400. But as everyone else arrived and they grabbed a sandwich and some salad and that glass of regular water... Within five minutes, my boss came over to me asking if we could add in some sparkling waters and some juice. So I went to the catering manager and they brought some in and added it to the bill. The sandwiches and salads were quickly depleted. Pardon me, the sandwiches and salad were quickly depleted where I got the last sandwich. My boss asked me to bring in some more salads because she wanted some more and she'd had a couple people ask her why there was so little. So I went to the catering manager and they brought in another regular salad and somehow they managed to throw together some more sandwiches, all of which were quickly eaten. They also brought in some things on sticks, thankfully, and those also went fairly quickly. All of this was added to the bill. When the desserts came out, they came out with the coffee and tea and everyone grabbed one dessert or two or three, which meant some people didn't get anything. So you probably know where this is going. My boss asked me to get more. I asked the catering manager and they managed to throw together another platter of things for dessert and some more coffee and tea. And of course, they added it to the bill. By the time we'd finished the lunch and everyone had left and I paid the bill, do you want to take a gander at what it came to? Yeah, it came to just around $800, the cost I'd originally planned, and where we ended up with all of her additions, which wouldn't have had to have been additions had I just been left to plan it myself. I regale you with this to counterpoint the Christmas party I planned this year, a different boss and a different company. It was for 30 people. I booked out a whole room at a restaurant, picked a set menu, and everyone could have their select choice of wine or spirits um, from the restaurant bar, responsibly, naturally. And uh, I was also able to provide everyone with a gift bag on their arrival for Christmas. There were also prizes for some of the games we did And the total cost for all of this came out to be about $100 a person. So around $3,000, which was right on the budget that I was given. There was no last-minute scramble. There was no last-minute additions to confuse and complicate matters. And everyone had a good time and had good food, and everybody was able to enjoy it. It was also an afternoon-evening event, so we didn't all have to go back to work right after. I add that in because when planning a Christmas event for your office, it's easiest to have the trust of your executive when you do it. When you have that trust and you have a budget that you can work with sensibly and a good and successful and enjoyable party can be the result. When you have to penny pinch and you have a boss who wants to challenge you, in quotes, to find efficiencies, And then you just end up adding everything back in as though it was a lapse on me for failing to include it in the first place. No one ends up enjoying themselves. And so I look forward to next year's Christmas party, which will likely have the same budget and that I will get to plan. The disadvantage, of course, is when you plan these events, you don't get to enjoy them as much as everyone else because you're constantly working at making sure that everything is going smoothly. Well, we have made it to the end of this first episode on Christmas parties in the office. It was more of an anecdotal episode, obviously, but I hope that you found it interesting, and that there was something in my two experiences that you found useful or that you can apply to your own planning. Next week's episode will be the last episode of 2023. It will be episode 20, and it will continue on the theme of Christmas office parties, gifts, and cards. I will also talk about how to best fill the downtime between Christmas and New Year's if you don't get to have that off. After that, we'll be right into Christmas. New episodes will resume the second week of January with a topic that I've not yet decided. Over the break, I will be taking some time to do some more TikTok videos, and I will also just be relaxing. So I hope you will enjoy the intermittent content that I put out during the break. We don't yet have any snow here in Toronto, but the temperatures are starting to hold right around freezing, so I expect that we'll be getting that soon. My coming week is chock-full of office lunches, and I'm expecting a Christmas dinner in there as well. So I will likely regale you with some anecdotes from that in the next episode. But now, as always and again, I want to thank you for joining me in my world. And so until next time, have a great week. I'm Jonathan Brickwood, and this has been The Perspective of a Male Admin.